Welcome back to another episode of Film Junkies with Griffin Trey. I'm Griffin Schroeder. I'm Trey Soboleski. And as always, we're brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the uh, number one job site for... Oh, I thought it was MeUndies this week. Oh. MeUndies. 23andMe. Oh, what's... uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron. If you don't know how to cook... The Cash App. The Cash. (laughs) Yeah, I think those are... Exclusively, all of the. Uh, so, are we sponsored now? Yeah, we, for, at least free advertising just happened there. Yeah, well, somebody's gonna pick us up soon, right? I, I, hey, fingers crossed. Yeah, fourteen listeners. We got a base here. <laughs> Hopefully, the, our fifteenth listener is the CEO of one of those companies. Meundies, yeah. yeah. Get at me. I need some new underwear. That's all right. So, uh, so, <laughs> so we're talking about one of my favorite stupid comedies. Yep. Um, and uh, looking back at it, uh, we realized it's not as stupid as it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, 2016 and it's with the Lonely Island boys, uh, pop star, never stop, never stopping. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mockumentary that, uh, does a pretty decent job of making fun of a, a few facets of the music industry. Yeah. Uh, mainly Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he came out with his own documentary that was Justin Bieber, never say never in never. what, 2000. 13 or something like that 2012 I don't know but I've never I said never since I, that came out I can never say never after that yeah because he just means so much to me I wouldn't want to let him down mm-hmm. or his smoking hot fiance every night before I go to bed I go into my closet where I have my uh, shrine my shrine to Justin Bieber kiss his forehead and go to bed yeah believer for life believer sorry believer <laughs> okay, we're getting a little away from what we were. T- anyway, trying but to get no, at. this this uh, movie is like we said uh, last week. We wanted to lighten things up a little bit and talk about a film that um, doesn't get so <laughs> in depth into things. But with that being said, though, oh, there oh, we go. there it is, uh, there it is. Well, First time. it's not going to happen this week with oh, me not saying it. it. Is. But um, we wanted to do a movie that. Like we said, it is a comedy. It kind of, you know, it doesn't take things too seriously. But after watching it too and knowing what it's about, it it actually does does like address some topics (laughs) as far as like pop culture and fame and things that we like. How much of an emphasis we put on these celebrities? Yeah, it's actually weird. Um, there. Well, there's a song in this film that uh, uh, makes fun of Macklemore in in specific. Uh, but it's it's about uh. Connor for real, the uh, the main character of yeah, this film. Yeah, played by Andy Samberg. Played by Andy Samberg, you know. Um, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, this song is about equal rights for gay people. Um, but the kicker is, is when this was made, <laughs> gay people had completely equal rights. The gay marriage had already passed through the <laughs> Supreme Court. So it, it was a joke making fun of itself. Um, but it... You yeah, know, there's it, just so there's there's a lot of levels to this movie, but it also plays into like the insecurity of like these kind of stars where like they're not comfortable like enough a Sean Mendez kind of guy who has to post on Instagram once a month that he's not gay. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this, I don't care which way you. Yeah, bat. but they're so in the spotlight that like it apparently needs to be like yeah. this overhyped thing about whatever. So uh, yeah. this this film uh, follows Connor for real, mm-hmm. um, a a young pop star played by Andy Samberg, uh, who also uh, produced the film um, with uh, with another pretty big name in comedy, Jud, Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from 
you know everything you've ever watched <laughs> anything that's funny anything, anything with, with seth jason rogan Statham. or not jason sorry jason siegel and yeah it. um you know <laughs> he's done everything getting sarah marshall knocked up 40 year old version just anything if it, if you laughed at 40. it he probably had a hand in it What's um, that tv show that's really good that was got canceled when it shouldn't have Remember his first the TV show that he did with all the all the oh all uh, those actors that are famous now nerds that, geeks and freaks and freaks geeks, freaks and geeks freaks and geeks yeah yeah that was his first one that was the one that got yeah all of them I think uh, Franco was in that too wasn't mm-hmm. he yeah that show's incredible uh, all right well but anyway this this film uh you know follows Connor for real around and it's in a mockumentary fashion so you're thinking kind of office esque. Um, but he he does talk directly to the camera, yeah, a decent amount. Follows him around. It's when he's more so at the peak of his career, and then he is experiencing some things throughout his life uh, where his career kind of starts to take a dip. Yeah, and in you know with his immaturity, uh, you know some hilarity ensues, but also there are some sad parts to this where. You know, he's he's dealing with loss of friends, loss of confidence in himself. And yeah. It's, it's a, for me, it's like the Lonely Island is a very intelligent group of guys. Like, they, they have made their music based on, like, making these, like, ridiculous songs on stupid topics. But they're topics, so but like ridiculous they're actually that they're very hilarious. Intelligent. Yeah. And it's like, we were talking, like, Bo Burnham or... Um, you know, someone like Lil Dicky, like it's that kind I, of caliber. I yeah, I was I was saying I think that Andy Samberg, um oh. Avika Schaefer, uh Jorah Tacone, the those are the Lonely Island guys. Mm-hmm. Jorma, excuse me. Um Jorma Tacone. I think that they opened the door, primarily Andy Samberg with his face being on SNL. The other two actually were writers on SNL. Yeah. Um I think that they opened the door for Little Dicky, Bo Burnham, and other funny rappers. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've had numerous albums, numerous uh, digital shorts on SNL. Um, but I am this – is, this is something I'm, you know, tossing out there. might be a little controversial, but I think that Andy Samberg is in a pairing with only Donald Glover and – those two are probably the greatest and most prolific entertainers of this generation. Donald Glover, I think, has proven a little bit more as in like acting with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But he's great in community too. Yeah, but I mean that was also a funny role. Yeah, Andy Samberg has done primarily funny stuff, but they've both made. Granted, Childish Gambino stuff is a little bit more popular than The Lonely Islands. Yeah, but they've both made unbelievable music in their own right mm-hmm. childish gambino stuff is f- very good on its own lonely yeah. island stuff you need to take and listen to and be in the mood to have right. a have a laugh about somebody's genitalia being in a box or <laughs> potentially uh having intercourse with somebody else's mother um so if you hadn't heard of the lonely island uh so that's a little intro that's that's the uh pg synopsis yes i tried those aren't those are not the names of the songs (laughs) but but this movie i think is kind of like a the video like version of exactly what i would expect 
like this music group to put out if exactly. they were to make a movie. Yeah. Like I it's mean, very close to it. And but like we said, in they they do talk a lot about um, you know making these ties to who you can obviously see our current you know R and B or pop music or rap music uh, artists and kind of poking fun at them. Um, like they said, we we mentioned Justin Bieber, but also his character Counter for Real came from be, he got famous from being in like a boy band group, like someone like Justin Timberlake who started that way and then had a he has a huge solo career now. Well, I mean, and he's also and he's very close the, with Andy Samberg. Yeah, and he's in the movie he's actually in the as film his personal as, chef in yeah, the which, scene where he starts singing. They're like, hey. Shut up. <laughs> Let Connor do the singing. We're watching TV. It's like, oh, that's Justin Timberlake. There, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, this this film, though, speaking of Justin Timberlake being in it, like, it's an incredibly star-studded movie. I, I, I'm willing to say that this is one of the most star-studded films uh, of the past decade. Yeah. Um, at, across at all the... fronts, though. I mean, not just the names of the actors, but you're, you get some pretty – Big, yeah, uh, for a movie that's making fun industry. of the music industry, or at least a certain part of it, they got a lot of people in the music industry to like willingly be in this movie. I, I actually looked through it in the first five minutes. I wrote down as I saw all these people because I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. They open up kind of doing a um, part of what the documentary is going to be wow. with part of what the documentary is going to be with like these people who are in the music industry commenting on how Connor for real or how. Um, his prior boy band that he came from, how they inspired them somehow in their music career. So in the first five minutes of the movie, you see Questlove, Usher, 50 Cent, Nas, Ringo Starr, Un- Carrie Underwood, Mariah Carey, Simon Cowell, Akon, and Adam Levine's Hologram. So, <laughs> And I mean, that's not even... That's that's just the first that's five That's literally minutes. the first You're five You're seeing minutes. other people in here like Pink, Big Boy, DJ Khaled... ASAP Rocky there's so many people there's so many people in this movie yeah there are so many people and I mean yeah uh, SNL people tend to keep SNL people Mm -hmm. around when they do stuff so you're getting Bill Hader in here you're getting Will Arnett in here yeah there's actually Um, nine former cast members from SNL that are in this movie and uh, obviously Andy Samberg and then uh, Akiva and Jorma who are the other two members of Lonely Island, they were actually former writers on SNL. So and Sarah Silverman was too, right? Yeah, for, for a year she was yeah. on SNL. But Tim Meadows, you know. Tim Meadows, right, yeah. This this movie definitely Ways, is, man. is filled with people who are famous in general, but in the comedy and the music. and T.I. In these Pharrell. In the... Seals actually got a really he large does. part, and it's You know what I saw something that was kind funny. of a stretch as like a fun fact? Is that, um, because what happened to his face, how he has the scars is from lupus, um, but in the movie they make a joke that it happened to him from being attacked by wolves, and the Latin term for wolves is like lupus something, and like, it was like, it wouldn't put it past it as like the guys from Lonely Island to like make that, like, super hidden tie in there. It wouldn't surprise me if they did that, but that is a stretch. That is a bit of a stretch. (laughs) Uh, those wolves, actually, that are in the film, uh, some mm-hmm. of them are also in one of our other favorite TV shows, Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, they are dire wolves. And, Which is awesome. Yeah. So this so movie has it. a little bit of all of it. I was just listening, um, and I was saying this to Griffin. Uh, the I actually might have mentioned this on one of the 
previous podcast, maybe the one about uh, uh, that, that Bradley Cooper movie. A Star is Born? Uh, yeah, Guardians of the one. Galaxy. No. Uh, the Hangover, part one, two, or three. Oh, I think it was three. Oh, okay. Where Galifianakis shaved his head, or is that two? Yeah, great move. Um, no, uh, when we were doing Star is Born, I think I mentioned this film and this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So they they made an entire uh, album for this movie. Yeah. And I literally can sit in my car and listen to these songs <laughs> without – completely separated from the film and just laugh. Yeah. Because they're hilarious and they're good. Mm-hmm. That was something that I wanted to – get touched back on in this episode because listening back to it, I thought that like Trey and I, I understood exactly what he was trying to say on that episode, but I wanted to just like lay it out as we get that a star is born is like an incredible movie on another level. And that like, yeah, the soundtrack is not the same, but we are just saying the fact that they created an entire soundtrack for this movie and not just like the couple snippets of songs that you see is an impressive thing. For the movie itself, yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's a there's a song on the soundtrack here for Popstar. Um, it's called "Legalize It," <laughs> and uh, it has no part in the film whatsoever. Yeah, uh, it only is played while Briefly, uh... while the uh, credits are rolling, and you can barely hear it because I think there are some other clips being played here and there. Yeah, um, and. It's it's not about legalizing weed. Uh, it's uh, it's more so about legalizing crack cocaine. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a family friendly movie. In case we didn't mention that. No, it's not. It's no, rated not, R. Not even close. Not at all. Um, but, but <laughs> like I said, I mean, if you're in the mood for just laughing wholeheartedly and just being able to watch something that makes fun of our society. And the popularity and the the celebrity culture that we have, um, this is a great film to do it. You don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, dialed in like you would be for like The Revenant or something like that. You don't have to, you know, be yeah. sitting there mentally on. This one you can kind of just turn your brain off and be like, yeah, this is just funny in itself. And that's Andy Samberg right there. Like that's yeah. I think that's what he does. You know, this stuff is just funny by itself. Yeah, and it is, like you said, an opportunity to just kind of, like, sit there and enjoy something without... Even though there are definitely, like, serious comments or notions towards real-life things with this movie, it's definitely one of those, like, you sit there and you laugh about it. And that's, like you said, with a lot of things that he does. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah, dude, so am uh, I. I uh, no, I'm not? Yeah, but that... Uh, cool, 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 But that, that show itself, I mean, it's another one that he's heavily involved in. Um, obviously he stars in it, but like with the writing and, and things like that. And that has to do a lot with like, I, I want to say one of the most, one of the newest episodes, uh, this season had to do with, uh, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, they tackle uh, some... how they, how they, you know, they didn't have any proof and how, how, you know, even the biggest feminist in the show said like, Hey, you know what? She might want to take that hush money because, the world sucks sometimes. Everybody's and... just going to drag her name through the mud, and at the end of the day, it might be tough. So, I mean, he deals with some real-life stuff, yeah, but in a funny way that 
everyone can pretty much understand. It's, yeah. it, it brings it down to a level playing field where you can still laugh at it. Well, yeah, that's, but you still that's learn my a favorite kind of comedy. Of yeah, yeah, that's my favorite kind of comedy. It's like you're laughing the whole time, and at the end you're like, oh, wait, I'm like more intelligent or like more emotionally aware after watching or listening to that. And that's like like Bo Burnham, like you said, is another person. Like he does that same kind of yep. comedy where it's yep. very intelligent and it's funny while you're doing it. And then at the end, you're like, "Oh wow, oh, there was a yeah. deeper level yeah. to that." Which is another, not to go off on a thing, but like someone like Jordan Peele recently, we've found like he made his yes. career get, got famous from Key and Peele, a stand, sketch. you know, a sketch comedy show, and now he's creating some of like the most intellectually thoughtful movies that have come out in the last, you know. I don't know, decade or so. I mean, at least in the horror genre, I just saw us, his new movie that came out and it was another incredible film by him with great undertones. But like, you think they're kind of boxed into that one group and like, Oh, he's a comedy guy. And then they make these movies and they're like, Oh wow, actually he's incredibly intelligent. And that kind of, for me at least makes you turn back and be like, Oh wait, well the things they were doing in comedy were incredibly, incredibly intelligent. We just so often think like, just because I'm laughing, it's a joke and it's not really smart. Yeah, but, but I mean, this uh, this film is not like us. <laughs> no, this film was not like Get Out or <laughs> you know a lot of the other. But but it does make those ties. I mean, we like we said, it's believed to be loosely, I guess, uh, based on Justin Bieber, but it's not really loose at all. Like for example, Dude, it's fr- he has a pet turtle. Like Justin Bieber had that pet monkey for a while yeah. that they made big deal about. Um, they both had that big scandal in the movie where he was running after someone recording him, like being aggressive about the paparazzi with Justin Bieber did that. He goes to the Anne Frank house and <laughs> quotes Ace Ventura, which, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so insensitive that it's there. funny. Yeah. But Justin Bieber wrote in the Anne Frank, like house she thought he, or he claimed he hoped he, she would have been a believer. And it's oh, like, God, Oh man. God, man. Yeah, and then and then they show him drumming, pl- playing the drums as a baby, which is like so ridiculous in the movie. But that's how Justin Bieber. I got believe famous. that that was uh, one of the one of the two, uh, one of the other two. I th- I I want to say that that was Jorma Tacone's infant son that they 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 used. As, you being like, serious? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm totally serious. I feel like you should watch that again. That baby's playing the drums. No, like I mean they used they used him. And oh, and then like edited. I was Dude, like, you, you really believe that, was, that like, baby wow, was playing the drums? Talent really that runs fast. in that family, man. <laughs> talent really runs in that family. Oh, but yeah, the, I mean their look is the same. Like he's got sleeves and tattoos, and he wears his hair the same way. And um, but and then down to the name too. The movie's called Never Stop, Never Stopping, and Justin Bieber's was Never Say Never, like you mentioned earlier, Trey. But this is definitely something that it makes those ties in, into that and makes a joke on what these artists have kind of tried to make as a genre of movies where for some reason like people are going out to pay and see these documentaries. And I mean, there's some of them, like I mentioned to you that you have no interest in was Lady Gaga's the five foot two one on Netflix. I thought was really good. Yeah. I wasn't going to watch that. Yeah. But Andy Samberg denied actually on, on late night with Seth Myers that this isn't about Justin Fever, which obviously he's oh, not going to say it. Literally, but, dude, yeah. never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> never say never. Yeah. Come know. on. Like that. It's... He's not going to say that though, because then I'm sh- maybe they could sue him for defamation or something. Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. Do that. Whatever dude. You're dating but yeah. And then the other guy that's in it, Hunter, the hungry, uh, he's believed to be a loose parody of the rapper Tyler, the creator. Um, because when this came out to odd future and all that, his group that he was in was a huge deal. Um, we saw him in concert, didn't we? We did see him. Yeah. Freshman yeah, year at Western. Pretty, him, crazy. Logic, uh, Kid Cudi, and then 
Big Sean made a yeah. Surprise. Big Sean, that, that one was exciting. Yeah, that was awesome. That yeah. So we we saw Hunter the oh sorry we saw Tyler the Creator. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even tell the difference. Um, but yeah, hey, like the the cool thing about it is like you know that this person Hunter the Hungry Tyler the Creator yeah you know that these people are supposed to be these people, but then right. you listen to the music that. It, Hunter the Hungry is in a few of the songs on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and he has actually a solo song that they play um, when they go uh, when uh, Connor Friel goes and sees him. Uh, and they were thinking of bringing him on as an opener, yeah. And uh, he sounds just like Tyler, Tyler the Creator. Yeah, he does. He like, acts like him too. Everything yeah. about it, like you know, he plays pranks and stuff like that, and it's. Well, I want to say too because I don't think it was. In where I got that fact that there was nine former cast members. So that was former cast members in the movie, too. One thing I wanted to point out, this movie came out in 2016. The guy who plays... Um, oh, yeah, he's now... He's That's Chris, Eric Red. Cre- oh. Eric Red. He's he's a member, yeah, that's actually, on the cast of uh, SNL right now. Is he a member, or is he a... Uh, he's an active cast member. Feature, whatever they call him. Mm, no, I think... Or it's Chris Red. I'm sorry, not, not Eric Red. Aha, I right. said Chris Red. Yeah, Rips. it's Chris Red, but... He um I'm not even looking. No, he's that. one of the Yeah, he's he's on the cast now. He? He, okay. I think he was for a little bit cuz he's been on since 2017 now. So he's been on for a couple years. I think they give you like your first year as like and also or featuring. Yeah, but I think now he's like yeah. he's on the cast. Okay. Uh, but that was a what I was saying was he's been on the cast since 2017. This movie came out in 2016. So there's a so, chance that this movie could have helped him actually get on SNL. Well, I'm I'm sure. I mean, it, when you're working with Bill Hader, Will Arnett and Andy Samberg and then a couple writers. Yeah. That's some I'm good sure, connections that I was going to say I'm <laughs> sure they they put in a pretty good word for you with Lauren over there. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh yeah, this is this movie though is definitely something that is a passion project of the guys from the Lonely Island. Like we said too, they, I mean, they wrote this movie. They one of them directed the movie. They all star in the movie. They, they produced, produced the movie, um, and they definitely go out of out of their way to make sure that like this film is one that incorporates a lot of people in the comedy genre or in the comedy world. Um, I mean, down to. Like the TMZ people, who which they obviously make a big point of this because it's, the paparazzi has a big part in someone like this uh, in their life. And so they cut to TMZ a lot. And they, the casting's actually really good for who they're basing the TMZ people off. I mean, Will Arnett plays the main TMZ guy. Uh, and then you see Eric Andre, a famous uh, sketch comedian who has his own show. Chelsea Peretti, who is married to Jordan Peele and was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and is also a stand-up comedian. Uh, is in there, and then Mike Birbiglia, who's also a very famous stand-up comedian, are all part of the TMZ group, which is like a subplot of the movie that they're not even on screen for that much time total in the movie, but they definitely, you know, add to the movie and they show that this is a film that definitely was well received by the actors that they pitched to join it because there's so many famous people in this. Yeah, they they clearly just were like, hey, we're doing something funny, like you guys. This is going to be a big one. You want yeah. in? And everyone just went, uh, duh. Yeah, right. So behind the scenes kind of stuff. Tacombe said that this was a very hard film to edit. And I can believe it. There's a lot of big stuff going on here. And it actually took about seven months to edit. You got to think that that's like, that's a long time for a movie yeah, that a isn't time. primarily, you know, CGI or anything like that. Yeah, there's a, there's a, 
hologram uh, uh, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. <laughs> but this this film was actually edited uh, primarily by three people. Uh, you got Jamie Gross, uh, who is actually an uh, Oscar nominated editor. You're gonna like this guy here, Craig Alpert. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have any idea who he might be? Nope. <laughs> he uh, worked for Pixar for a long time. Oh. And uh, he he worked on Toy Story two. For sure, uh, a Great lot, movie. and uh, you know, Matrix, ever. Hulk, Meet the Fockers, um, and then another cool name here, Stacy Schroeder. Hey, mom. Those, <laughs> those were the three primaries. Is here. that you? Your mom's <laughs> name isn't Stacy, is it? No, it's Natalie. Shout out Nat. What up, Nat? Okay, she, she gets pumped about the shout outs. Okay, I was gonna say just once once a week. Now we gotta get one in. <laughs> but yeah, so to our loyal fan base, my mom and brother. Thank you. <laughs> Sponsored by Neondies. <laughs> um and then it was produced by uh Judd Apatow's company and The Lonely Island. Yeah. And so. Perfect World Pictures. But I mean, come on, whatever. Right. But it, it, they keep it in house. They do keep it in house, but also somehow branched out so much to people. I mean, Sarah Silverman plays his agent or publicist his uh, pr person no that's another hilarious scene when they go through his payroll of all the people that he pays daily it's <laughs> so the, funny. what's the one that's uh like his image manipulator and they're like what's that and they're like oh that's a guy that connor pays to stand, stand next, next to him to at him. photo shoots so he looks taller <laughs> and they, they show a video of him on a basketball court and he has the bat the hoop behind him and he throws the ball and just airballs it and they all they're like oh you made it you made it <laughs> like just makes total fun of the fact that um they have like an entourage yeah they have because these people do i mean there's a whole show about (laughs) the entourage yeah well entourage what would you weirdly enough what would you call it no like what's the name of it trey listen marky mark and the funky bunch didn't go through all that trouble marky mark produced entourage i know that's why i said he didn't go through all that trouble to make that show Whatever. Run it through the mud like that. Um, Movie sucked. Great show. Movie was, yeah, subpar. That had a lot of cameos in it, though. Gronk was in it. Yeah. um, For some weird reason. Um, So on Popstar, though, uh, the budget for this film was uh, decently high for a uh, mindless comedy like this. Um, Probably because they needed (laughs) a lot of recording uh, studio time. Yep. Uh, The budget for this one was $20 million. And it How'd they do? Took a bit of a hit at the box office. <laughs> um, they only made nine point six million at the box office, mm, barely, um, not half. Yeah, which is probably why it made it to home box office on demand pretty quick after it came out. Yeah, it was on HBO Go for a, a couple time. years. Yeah, I watched it a lot, <laughs> more than I like to say. <laughs> Enough to. Just enough to know all the song or all the words to the catchphrase song. Yeah, moped music. <laughs> Costco samples like a. Oh, they're just wearing is, that line. This is a uh, this is one of Trey's passion project movies. He loves. To talk I love to me this. About um, it. They they. Uh, one of the songs that made Connor Friel's group big was called the Donkey Roll, and it's a song that it's like a dance song, uh, and. Uh, I learned all the moves to it, and I did it at the bar. I looked like a donkey doing it, but it was hilarious to me. <laughs> Maybe like two other people realized what it was, and they were my roommates. <laughs> yeah, shortly after Trey did that dance, the paramedics were called. They thought he was having some type of seizure yeah, or allergic my, reaction. I lost, I, I lost 
my the feeling in the right side of my body and they thought <laughs> I was having a stroke. Partial paralysis. Um anyway, uh I just I wanted to say though, this is one of those movies that definitely I mean with a lot of movies in the comedy Wait, genre. I just I just realized this this is such a small part of this. <laughs> I don't think Taylor Swift's actually in this movie. No. But it comes up at one point that Taylor Ish. Swift was arrested for murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, it's a very, like, small... Like, you... I was... I remember I was looking at my phone oh, for a second when I was watching it. Because they wanted him to... To do the, to, uh, the award show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sing it award <laughs> I show. I was looking at my phone, and then I heard that. I was like, wait a minute. Did they just say that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a movie that, like, definitely... They didn't care what jokes they were making. I yeah. mean... One of my favorite <laughs> that just came back. To one of my life. favorite lines of the movie is from Sarah Silverman, who, like we said, is his publicist agent person who runs his, you know, outreach on social media and all that stuff. And they ask her, like, "Why do you want to work with him? Like, why do you represent Connor?" And <laughs> she's like, "He's just everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's everywhere." <laughs> it's like. Oh, that hurts, but also, like, that's the kind of jokes that they make because they're being... They're real, but they're hilarious real. Right, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's essentially why I, I understand why Trey likes this movie so much. I'll, I don't want this podcast to ever be something where we pretend like we're not saying our actual opinions on things. So I'll say I don't love this movie. I don't think it's incredible by any means. I don't. Well, I'm not gonna go and watch it a bunch more after this. But I like hearing about how much. That's why I like movies so much. Is I like to hear about why other people like them so much. And so that's why I was so open to doing an episode on this. Is because hearing, literally, just hearing Trey talk about how much he likes it. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'll. It's just. It's just. I'm not saying it's a that funny this is movie. Like a, a, it's. It's not gonna go down in, in history as one of the best movies of all time, or the, one of the best comedies, or. Yeah, you're just gonna look at it one day down the road and be like, "That was a stupid movie, but it was hilarious at the time." <laughs> like it just made f- in 20 years, it probably won't be relevant. You probably won't be able to remember that Justin Bieber put out a documentary about never saying never, and yeah. you know that this made fun of a lot of it, or that you know, well Taylor Swift will still somehow be relevant even if she's not making music then. But yeah, she'll find a way. You know. All of these people are, are it, it, it plays in the genre of these people putting their lives so much into ours. Like you can't get away from yeah. the everyday. Like the, like you said, there's Justin Bieber who's made one. I think he actually has made two documentaries about his life. I'm not going to Taylor count Swift those. has one or two. Katy Perry has a movie about hers. Um, a lot of rappers now do like on the road like di- um, video diary yeah, things. Like, what is it? Uh, Rap, um, rap, rapture, rapture. Yeah, that that's actually really good. On yeah, Netflix that one's that, that's fair. that's like kind of short documentaries. I mean, there's all those other ones that are, you know, really going into highlighting these artists and you know what they their mark that they left on the world. For example, like uh, what's the one uh, that really talks about um, how uh, how what, yeah what that person was really like. Oh yeah, leaving Neverland. That was a uh, making of a murder. <laughs> making. <laughs> Making of a molester. Uh, yeah. How do you say to catch a predator uh, <laughs> is what leaving Neverland is. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's one of these things where I think that uh, 
Side note, I don't know if that was clear enough for you guys. In case you were wondering on this podcast, we did just take a stance that Michael Jackson is a child molester and we don't like him. So Yeah, you could have just got that from talking to me yeah, without, I, if <laughs> without you, a podcast. Yeah, if you <laughs> in, in normal conversation. <laughs> been like, yeah, he probably did it. So uh, it's about 44 degrees out today. Also, Michael Jackson, child Less. predator. Yeah, hate that guy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it makes me makes it very hard for me to listen to any of his music. Yeah, watch that documentary, though, if you haven't seen it. It is good. It is hard to watch, um, but it's... But I was going to say more so about documentaries that aren't about people that diddle kids. <laughs> you know, more so, uh, the these celebrities bring camera crews and invite these people into their lives, inviting us as, you know content viewers, even though... Intentionally, though. Yeah, like... yeah it's, it, it seems almost hypocritical you know you don't want somebody in your you don't want people uh knowing about everything that you do yet you invite a camera crew in and they do i'm always confused by the hypocrisy of it no that's something that i found interesting as well is the fact that like you see someone like justin bieber like i mentioned earlier like trying to fight paparazzi away from him but then openly welcomes people to follow him around in every secret detail of his life and I don't know, I think maybe he's moved a little bit away from that now because he's pretty, yeah. like, he's closed matured off now. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't drive 120 miles an hour in his Ferrari through a residential Dude, come neighborhood. On. I, I never, I never really Said gave never? him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, I never really gave him crap for that because it's like, dude, if you just gave me, when I was 18 years old, if you gave me $100 million, of course I would do stuff like that. And the that. ability to, like, sing and look like. No, dude, just give me a hundred million dollars. I would. I don't care what. Don't I need any of the others. I was just. I would be so stupid. No yeah. supervision. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what this is about. This this film, yeah. pop star, kid getting famous. Well, it is kid getting famous, getting a bunch of money, no supervision, no reason to grow up. You're right. I mean, and, and that's. I think too. It that's part of the serious undertones of the movie too, where like they make endless endless jokes about <laughs> how ridiculous this kind of lifestyle is but then you can see like all right this guy's like just so in the spotlight all the time that he never has to be real with himself and then it finally kind of does happen when he realizes <laughs> through the scene where he feeds the people the pancakes with dog poop in them to determine who is who are his real friends which is the most like obscene thing but like he literally is in such a crazy part of his life that he finally has to realize like, okay, nobody, I'm literally paying people to like pretend like they like me. And it's like a sad thing to think about that. There's probably a lot of these artists out here that that is really what it's like for them. Like that's why a lot of people, a lot of them probably, you know, turn to drugs and and alcohol and things like that. Cause they're trying to, you know, forget about the fact that, can you imagine like if, uh, okay, let's say John Mayer, because not not because he makes cool music. Mm-hmm. He, he has a whatever. He has his own following. But outside of his music, from what I've heard, really cool guy. Yeah. Really funny guy. Follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious. He is. Um he did a makeup tutorial like six <laughs> months ago and it was unbelievably funny. He's hilarious. He yeah. I he, remember watching him on he'd be on Fantasy Factory. Did you ever watch that kind dude, of? Oh yeah. He would go on there and just do the most ridiculous stuff. Was it wasn't it wasn't it when uh he convinced Rob to get dragged out of a bar while there's a bunch of paparazzi outside. Yeah. And then he had to call Rob's mom and be like, I'm uh, sorry. I can't, he wrote a song I can't, for her. I can't reference how much I'm sweating right now. 
that is a direct quote. I know that because it's in my favorite quotes on Facebook because I made it in eighth grade. That is not a joke. Oh, Trey, your body's a wonderland. Uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but what I was trying to say is if John Mayer just walked in here right now, I would say yes to anything that he asked me. Yeah. I would kiss butt so hard to get on his good side. Yeah. I mean, if we became best friends and I was, like, hanging out with him all the time, maybe I'd tell him, hey, these pancakes taste like poop. <laughs> but, like, to begin with, all I would do is, like, be like, yeah, dude. Yeah, Blindly like, agree with everything yeah, he says. Like, I, yeah, I would do that. Of course. If I, John Mayer, not, buy me a new car also, please. Yeah. You can afford it. John Mayer. John Mayer, do you listen to our podcast? Because that would be dope. <laughs> yeah. Send us some guitars. I don't play it, but it'd be cool I to have know, one. Just hang it up or something that's something like uh lonzo ball just fired his uh one of the guys that worked for his company today because he was 1.5 million million dollars that he took from him yeah that's what happens when you hire your friends or not hire hire people people around you to just like do whatever but i think think we're we're getting off off a little bit i think that this movie though like i said not my favorite (laughs) comedy movie ever but i I like this group because I think that they, even though they make stupid music, it's intelligent stupid music, which is a conundrum. Yeah. But they I they mean, definitely have an underlying thing yeah, that they're going for, and I'm, I think I'm they just do thinking, do it. You know, even even an SNL digital sh- digital short with Rihanna, uh, Shy Ronnie, <laughs> dude, it's so stupid. They're robbing a bank, and Andy Samberg is Shy Ronnie, and he just whispers. <laughs> and and that's the joke of it and then rihanna leaves and he starts screaming and rapping this heart and i'm like that's just so funny it's stupid but it's so but funny but if you're around rihanna you probably wouldn't talk at your normal level of voice you'd probably be a little bit nervous around rihanna yeah i'd be like hi rihanna my name's trey <laughs> Yeah, I probably got in the red on that one. Hopefully you guys uh, didn't burst your eardrums on that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit that one down a little <laughs> bit there. <laughs> yeah, but... What do you think, Trey? I, I just... I, why, I think that this give, is, us a, give us a sound bite on why you think this is one of your favorite comedy movies. So the SNL boys come together and not only make a funny film, but they make funny music to go with the film. And I think that uh, in this current political climate, they still manage to make stuff that is relevant and funny and doesn't really cross the line, Mm -hmm. even though they might get pretty close to crossing the line. Yeah. But because they get close enough to that line, it's funny. Yeah. And I think it's mindlessly funny. You can laugh about this no matter what. Mm. And you you don't have to be on. You don't have to... You know, have your eyes peeled like you are for Black Klansmen. Right. This, you're, you're not going to... think gonna... they'd get invited to the White House? The Lonely Island? Yeah. This White Andy House? Andy Samberg? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know about that. Probably not, because Andy Samberg's Jewish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into this again. Uh, no, I was I was just making a, a, a stretch joke there. Um, but no, I was just curious, Trey, because obviously, like I said, um, this is a film that you wanted to talk about and, and suggest it as one that you think is really funny because we wanted to move from last week on something that was more serious uh, because I love comedy movies and I also love talking about serious film, but that's 
why we have this podcast is to talk about a broad range or different genres of of movies because there are movies about literally any topic you can think of uh and we like to show somewhat of a, a genre range on this um which is why i wanted trade to to pick something here um yeah i mean we we're not always going to get along uh you know we're not always going to agree on exactly what's funny what's yeah not what's you know the best film ever what's the worst film ever we're not always going to agree on that stuff and this is something that i found funny griff i know you said you found it funny um you know i i'm not saying that this is my favorite film of all time i'm just saying that right now i just love laughing at this Mm -hmm. and uh you know hopefully you guys do too i think that that's really all that it comes down to is you know it's goofy right you know chris farley van down by a river kind of stuff mm-hmm. so you know one of these days we're gonna see a film that we're gonna put on the podcast here and i'm gonna love it griff's gonna hate it or you know vice versa yeah and we'll get into some heated topic debate but uh that's the way the know, cookie crumbles that's, that's just how film is right and, and that's but that's what we want to do. I mean, we don't want to do every single episode where we agree on every single p- point yeah. of every movie that we talk about. And um, I think that that makes things better because no one people want to hear differing opinions, and yeah, we have those sometimes. So yeah, I mean, we we have a lot of the same opinions because we're both relatively smart guys. We like to think, and uh, you know, we, to some varying degree, we're funny as well. Uh, I'm definitely funnier than Griffin, and mm. I'm also better looking, and mm. you're taller. Mm. I got a better jawline. <laughs> <laughs> this has been... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, we we like to think that we know about film a little bit, so we can tend to agree on stuff, but I mean, then there is a gray area. We're mm-hmm. not always going to, so... And usually that gray area is filled with trade talking himself up for no reason which you heard so. i got a date later tonight so i'm trying to and as we talked about earlier <laughs> equal rights man we're a big supporter of equal uh, rights yeah. on this podcast i'm not gay i'm not gay i'm not gay <laughs> that is it that is all it. right that is what we have that is yeah cool. go check cool. out cool. pop star cool. never stop never stopping um if you guys want us to review any films coming up i think we we might be uh doing a uh a film that one of the uh, one of our listeners had suggested suggested yeah. on uh, Instagram, Instagram. Mm-hmm. so we might be doing one of those coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, but we're also going to be doing diving an into Academy Award winner, uh, and yeah, an Academy That's Award right. winning uh, film. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Right into that uh, Spider-Verse. Yes, I know that that's uh, one of Griffin's favorites. So we're going to be diving into that. And uh, you got anything else, Griff? That's all I got, Trey. All right, well, see ya. <laughs>